Welcome back to the Not Your Mama podcast. This is your host, Kelly Bryant. And today we are talking about why your routines should seem bizarre to anyone else. And specifically, we're talking about your routines around eating and exercise. When I say bizarre, I don't mean like, oh yeah, you're going to just like, they're completely out there weird, but it's going to seem strange to someone else if you say, oh yeah, the things that I have to do every day to be successful are... XYZ, that it shouldn't seem like that could copy and paste onto anyone else's life. So I want to tell you a little bit of a kind of the background of what got my head turning on this. Have you guys heard of hard 75 or 75 hard? I don't even know which it actually is. It's like a health, fitness, wellness challenge. It's complete bullshit, by the way. Let me just parentheses. It's complete bullshit. But it's this challenge as the name would suggest, that's meant to be really, 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 really hard. And it has these like five actions that you have to do every single day. One is work out twice a day for 45 minutes, one of which has to be outside. That's insane. Thing two is follow a diet program, any diet protocol, it doesn't matter which one, perfectly for 75 days with no cheat meals and no alcohol ridiculous. I'm like holding back all the expletives in case, you know, you didn't have time to get the kids out of your shot. Um, drinking a gallon of water, drinking a gallon of water, maybe a good idea for some people, especially if you're working out for 90 minutes and half of that's outside, but I digress. It may be smart for some people, but if you're, you know, a 110 pound person, you don't need a gallon of water who like, you know, works in air conditioning all day you don't need a gallon of water. That's such a ridiculous thing to, you know, try to make yourself do. Um, reading 10 pages of nonfiction self-help every day, which, okay, fine. Some people like it. Some people don't. I love self-help, but I get that some people don't. And taking a progress photo every day, which is just ridiculous. But I was having a conversation with a client about this. She just wanted my opinion on it. And, you know, Obviously, I've already said why each one of those tasks in itself is a bit ridiculous. But let's say you're doing like a watered down version and you're just like, you know, exercise for 30 minutes, five days a week and blah, 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 blah. If you change five things at the same time, you don't actually know what works for you. So say you get to the end of 75 days, you've done 75 hard, you're feeling amazing. Now you have to live the rest of your life doing all of those five things because you don't know which ones actually matter for you. And the way that I train and the way that I coach nutrition is that we want to prioritize figuring out what's important for you. So it could be that for you, maybe, you know, one of your 45 minute workouts was going for a walk and all you actually have to do to get all of the benefits that you felt like you were seeing from 75 hard could be going for a walk once a day, or maybe it's getting outside in sunlight for 15 minutes a day because you, that vitamin D actually has a a huge physiological benefit for you. Maybe it's that you started doing yoga and that's really helpful for your mental space. Maybe for you, again, I keep saying for you because I don't think that these things are universal, but maybe for you, cutting out alcohol is actually really helpful. Maybe you have a a somewhat problematic relationship with alcohol and you feel amazing cutting it out and it doesn't feel like a sacrifice and that's how you want to live the rest of your life. Amazing. 
you can't tell which things matter when you change everything at once. So both when we do what I call MVPs or your minimum viable program, which is basically just like, if you do nothing else, if you can't get a workout in, what can you do in five to 10 minutes a day that's going to set you up to feel good? So maybe it's a certain stretches, certain breathing exercises, certain strength exercises. It doesn't matter what it is. It's something physical that you can do with your body every single day or at least 90-ish percent of the time. And you know that if you do those things, your body's gonna feel pretty good. You're gonna be able to maintain what's going on even if you can't get workouts in. That's the MVP. And I recently became a Moderation 365 coach. And what's really interesting is that she teaches something similar around food, which is daily eating commitments. I call them daily eating commitments. She has a different acronym, but DEX, I call them DEX. So we have your MVPs in your movement and you have your DEX in your food and your daily eating commitments are roughly three-ish things that you do every day that set you up for success with your nutrition. So it doesn't matter outside of those three things, it doesn't matter a ton what you're eating. So when I say that your routine should seem bizarre to anyone else, what I mean is that your movement and your eating routines should be so dialed in for your needs that they just don't apply for someone else. So for example, I know that in my body, I have this oatmeal recipe I eat every single day. It has protein in it. It has nut butter. It has some plant-based sources of protein, has a lot of fiber, and it's large. I wake up in the morning hungry. I need to eat right away. And I typically work for several hours straight in the morning, and I can't go back and get another snack. I don't want to be stuck having to go back getting snacks. From my experience, right? So the the common wisdom would be like, oh, you have to have a really protein-dense breakfast. You want to get eggs in there, maybe some breakfast meat, lots and lots. Don't eat a lot of carbs in the morning, right? If you go look at most like fitness-oriented nutritional advice, it's going to say don't eat a ton of carbs in the morning. It's going to specifically probably call out breakfast cereals like oatmeal. I've done that. I've tried eating really protein heavy meals with, you know, lots of eggs. What the thing about protein is that it's not large nutritionally, like, or physically it's, it's usually pretty small. And so my stomach waking up hungry and then having to go several hours without eating, I actually don't feel full. I don't feel satisfied. And I need to go back for a snack in like an hour. So for me, because I've tried, I've experimented both ways, I know that that particular oatmeal recipe is amazing for me. I'm not completely tied to it. I know the things that matter most about it. So if I'm going out somewhere and I'm not going to get that exact oatmeal, I won't. Most restaurant oatmeal that has like fruit um, and basically just oats and maybe some other sweetener, that does not work for me. It has to have all of the fats and all of the fiber from, you know, I add additional chia seeds, things like that. So I know that doesn't work for me either. If I go out to a meal, what I'll get is usually like a breakfast sandwich or a breakfast burrito, something that has carbs, that's large and has some protein as well. And if it can have fiber as well, that's like ideal. So vegetables, something like that. That's very specific to me. 
right? Like I would never say to a client like, oh, you have to eat my oatmeal recipe. That's going to solve all your problems. I might say like, you could try it, right? Like this is what I do. If you like it, great. I know my mom laughs about it because she's like, why would you put peanut butter in oatmeal? She thinks my oatmeal, the way I make it is gross. Great. It's delicious to me. I love it. It's so satisfying. That is one of my daily eating commitments. And it's so specific to me. It wouldn't really apply for most other people. And your DECs and your MVPs should both feel that way. My MVP changes a lot right now because I am postpartum and I'm kind of working back into things. But at times it's been all about like, I do some belly massage, I do some twists and some breathing exercises. That was one version of my MVP that I did for a long time. For a while, it was doing some shoulder related exercises to address my posture when I started sitting behind a desk more often. So these things can change. It's fine if your MVPs or your decks change over time, but we want it to feel like it's always in response to what you need most. And when I teach this, both in my fitness programs and in my nutrition program, Ditch the Diet Drama, it's important to me that you learn the critical thinking skills to do this yourself, right? So we could work together for six weeks or for 12 weeks and give you like the perfect plan. But in both of the examples I just gave you, right, like, you know, maybe you have a new injury or something crops up or your postpartum and things are changing or you get pregnant again or you're out to eat and you need to like know what about your routine is what works, what matters, then I'm not going to be there in your ear to whisper what to do. This is, by the way, part of why I will not give meal plans because meal plans aren't dynamic. They don't respond to what's working and what's not working for what's available and what's not available. So it's important to me that you learn the critical thinking skills to actually make decisions for yourself about what matters. So we practice this all the time in my strength training programs as well, that people, and I just had a conversation this morning on my strong as a mother postpartum call. Someone said, you know, I'm always getting the breathing and the core exercises in. I'm like, yay, that's amazing. And she said, but sometimes I don't get all the workouts in. So how do I know which workouts to do or which workouts are most important? And the first thing is do what you have time for, right? So if you only have 10 minutes, great, do a 10 minute workout, problem solved, that's it. But, you know, what I was saying is if you have, for example, a diastasis or a pelvic organ prolapse or some kind of a core or pelvic floor injury, then you're gonna prioritize doing the core and pelvic floor workouts. If your goal in this program is to be more physically fit, then you're going to do the strength and cardio classes. You're going to make that your priority, right? So if if you just want to feel better in your body, you want to stretch, like you can actually go to yourself to ask and answer these questions, go to your own intuition and determine, okay, what is it that I'm looking for? What matters to me? And when you've done that, It gives you so much freedom to just say, I know what doesn't matter to me. I know that if I don't, you know, of course, it would be great if I got to every single workout that's in the program this week. But if I don't get to every workout, I know that what matters is that I do the breathing core and core, breathing core and pelvic floor exercises and the core and floor workout. Great. You may know for you, the breathing doesn't 
matter anymore, right? So there was definitely a point in my postpartum that I didn't need to keep doing core and pelvic floor exercises every single day, that the breathing exercises weren't a priority for me because I knew how to integrate those things into my strength training, and I was really focused on building muscle. So you don't need these things to be static, but you do need to understand the logic of how to change them dynamically. So again, they should look very unique to you and unique for where you are in your life. And I love that the strength and nutrition programs that I teach have this really clear overlap in that we're teaching you to do what is most beneficial for you. It is about customizing things and learning the skills to continue customizing them so you don't need me to hold your hand forever and ever. So that is decks and MVPs. I would love for you to think about this a little bit and imagine how you might start to integrate decks and MVPs into your life. What are the things that matter most to you? So you can, there's a couple ways you can think about this. One is that you can go into it if you're like really a scientist in your brain that's how you work, you can go into it and say, I'm going to experiment with breakfast every day this week, and I'm going to see how different things feel. Or you can just start to notice if you're more of like an intuitive person, you can start to notice like, you know, I feel amazing, you know, just have like one random day where you're like, wow, I really didn't hit that 2pm energy slump or wow, I didn't feel hungry at all from breakfast until one in the afternoon. That's amazing. And look back retrospectively and say, okay, what did I do that worked so well? And see how you can apply that, you know, in the future. Could I have that same breakfast every day? Or what were the things in that breakfast that were different or unique? So maybe you noticed, oh yeah, I mixed in some other ingredient. You know, I put some vegetables in my eggs. Wow, that made a really big difference. Or I cooked an extra egg or I decided to do whole eggs instead of egg whites. And that made a huge difference, right? So just start to like, look back if you're having a really good day with your energy, with your hunger and your fullness and see what you did that was effective and same with movement, right? So if you notice, um, you know, you're really busy, you're not able to get all your workouts done, pay attention to what do you still find yourself doing every day? And does, how does that make you feel? What does that give you in your life? And if you want to get more support in building these things, so when I say I want you to be able to figure this out for yourself, I don't just throw you to the wolves. I actually do teach these concepts inside of my programs. So if you are interested in joining any of my programs, you can go to the link in the show notes and look for Ditch the Diet Drama for my nutrition program, look for Strong as a Mother Postpartum and Strong as a Mother Live for each of the uh, postpartum strength training programs. Strong as a Mother Postpartum is my small group, very guided, progressive program for rehabbing postpartum. And then Strong as a Mother Live is kind of where we go from that. I call it post-postpartum. It's how you continue to get strong and feel like a badass after you've done all the rehab work. So it's all about building muscle. I'd love to see you inside any of those programs. Strong as a Mother Live is the one that's going to be, if you're listening to this in real time, that's the one that's going to be opening up 
next. And that is going to be by invite only. So you want to be absolutely sure you go to the website, get on the invite list. Otherwise you will not know that it has come out at all. So make sure you get on the invite list. It'll be going out in July. Any of the resources mentioned in today's episode will be available in the show notes. So go ahead to your podcast app and open up the show notes, or you can find them right on my website. And I would be so grateful if you would share today's episode with a friend. So just go back to your podcast app, hit the share button and send the link over to someone who you think would benefit from this. And lastly, if you want bonus brownie points, you can go rate and review the podcast. This helps new subscribers find us and get some awesome benefits from listening to today's episode. Thanks again for being here and have an awesome week.